in our special Thursday game of the week, Morgan State show why they can compete with the big dogs, but maybe aren't quite ready to be one of them just yet. Oh, yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. family welcome back to another episode of the locked on hbcu podcast your number one daily one-stop shop for everything hbcu athletics monday through friday part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and i of course am darian gray aka the mouth of the south texas southern alum and former tsu herald sports editor and current contributing writer at usa today's saints wire and I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And make every moment more when you visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On and when you bet, when you put down $5, you get $200 back in bonus bets if you are a new customer. We had our special game of the week. It was Thursday. So instead of coming in on Monday and recapping it, we're going to come in on Friday and recap it. Now, my Saints did play Thursday night. Unfortunately, things didn't go great for us. But I had to watch the end of that game because, like, you know, contributing right as Saints Wire. Like I got two jobs. I got jobs to do. But I came straight from that game, and I wanted to record right now. It'll come out early tomorrow morning. Because I couldn't do it live, I didn't want to put out something like an hour and a half after the game. I just thought I'd go ahead and record while things were fresh on me and then drop it for you early in the morning. I'm going to try to aim for like a 7 o'clock. It don't matter when I'm going to release it. You ain't going to hear it till I drop it. But anyway, <laughs> but the audio will be out first. I'll say that. Um, but we'll wrap up with the other games to watch which is going to be kind of a flip-flop from Thursday to Friday, how we typically do things. But I'll give you the other games to watch in addition to this one you just checked out on Thursday night. But we'll open up with a back-to-back double featurette of this game. We'll wrap up with the MVP, Jason Chambers, but we'll kick it off with Morgan State because, to me, this game represented Morgan State almost in a nutshell, to be honest, right? And the reason I say this because you look at the first half. North Carolina Central could get nothing going offensively in the first half. In all things considered, a 16-point game by North Carolina Central is a definite win for the defense. Now, I understand that they got more, you know, um, momentum in the second half. But overall, that's a win. If we're talking about strength versus strength, Morgan State won that matchup. But the reason they weren't able to win the game is because the offense is not productive and they had moments but to me it felt as if once the wide receivers stopped making these crazy catches the offense just kind of went downhill and they missed their beat a couple of times I was surprised with the way that Morgan State was able to move the ball in the first half and I would say that kind of gives you 
I don't want to say optimism, but it does make you feel like, okay, we can move the ball a little bit. Now the next step is being able to put this part into it. But I don't know how consistent that'll be. That's the only reason I don't say it's a, a big optimism builder. But overall, you look at it, they're moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball. But they did basically nothing after that first three points on the first drive of the game. After they kicked it off with a field goal, they would move the ball, but nothing would result in points. And I don't care how well you move the ball. If you can't score points, all of those other things don't matter. And I'm not really at the point where I want to build optimism because we are in conference play. And once we're in conference play, all of that whole pat on the back, that whole moral victory, I don't want to hear any of that when I expect myself to be able to compete. Maybe if this was a team that was a bottom feeder, oh, wow, yeah, that was a moral victory. You got close on North Carolina Central. But Morgan State is not that. Morgan State is not a team that is expected to scrape the bottom of the barrel in the MEAC. They're a team that was trying to prove that they can compete. And I thought they did compete, but they just, they're not ready. They're not ready because they were one of those teams in the class that I said the offense is holding back a great defense. And that's Morgan State in a nutshell. I said that a couple of weeks ago. They showed that tonight. And I just, when you have that type of squad, I will never count you out, but I can't always have the most confidence in you. And that's the problem. That's the real struggle for me is that I'm sitting here like, okay, defense holding everything together. That's the recipe to win. I said North Carolina Central couldn't get into a, a defensive matchup with a great defense. I said that, but they did, and yet they still came out victorious. That's the problem. Morgan State played the exact type of game that you needed to play in order to win, but they didn't win because of what? The offense did not produce, and there was a late touchdown at the end of the game, but you score with 30-something seconds left, and then you weren't able to get the onside kick in bounds, let alone be able to recover it. You weren't able to get it in bounds, and you did it two times because of this weird timeout situation that Trey Oliver seemed to not be overly happy with, but I didn't have the sound on at that moment, so I don't know everything, but I did see him kind of yelling. So it was situations like that. This is Morgan State in a nutshell. Morgan State, in a nutshell, is a great defense. A great defense. Offense, not so much. And I know we say defense wins championships, but there has to be an extent to that. Like, you can't use that all the way. So that's overall what I've seen. That was my biggest takeaway from the game as far as both teams, to be honest. Um, I'll give my biggest takeaway on North Carolina Central actually Monday. But as we move forward with today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I want to actually point to one specific player. Yes, I thought North Carolina Central as a whole had a big takeaway for themselves, but there was one player in particular, and that was defensive back Jason Chambers, who not only turned the tide of the game, he essentially helped to put the game away with two plays that he made on the defensive side of the ball, and we'll look at that as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp, and BetterHelp is helping break down the stigma behind mental health because a lot of times people feel like, oh, there has to be something wrong with me to go to therapy. There's nothing wrong to go with going to therapy, even if you just need a little help with a situation. Sometimes things aren't going the best and you need, to, need somebody to help you sort it out. Those things happen, right? Those things happen to where... Hey, look, I've been going through a rough couple of weeks. I need somebody to talk to. I need somebody to help me understand exactly how I'm feeling. No one's saying that you are crazy. 
just go to therapy for different re people go to therapy for different reasons. So it's just that simple. Go to betterhelp.com slash locked on college and you'll get 10% off your first session. And listen, you can go online. If you don't like the first therapist you have, you can go ahead and you can switch things up. It's perfect for you. They allow you to continue switching until you find a therapist that is fit for you. So go to betterhelp.com slash locked on college. That is betterhelp.com slash locked on college. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. And FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I'm not sure what the spread was on the Saints game. I think it was Saints minus two. So I don't, they didn't cover. Um, but it was a good game. It was a good game. If you didn't have a dog in the race, it was a a really good football game, right? And if you didn't have any money on that, on the Saints side, it was probably even better football game. But let's say that you did put down some money on the Saints. That's okay. I don't blame you. I, I wouldn't have done it, but I, I don't blame you. Even if you didn't win, because you didn't, you would still get $200 back in bonus bets if you are new to FanDuel. So it's just that simple. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on college, or excuse me, slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Whether it's the NBA, that's about to tip off next week. Whether it's the NFL, Thursday, Sunday, Saturday for the college, uh, Monday, and sun Monday and Sunday for the NFL as well. It doesn't matter what it is. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make every moment more. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, on today, actually, today is Friday. So after you check this out, go to the YouTube page. If it's a little bit afternoon, you might be able to check the recorded version of College Football Kickoff Live. If it hasn't happened yet, return back to us and you'll be able to catch live uh, analysis about the biggest stories in the college football landscape on the FBS level. Um, I think they might touch a couple of FCS games, right? But just the biggest stories in all of college football this weekend. But right now we have what I believe was the biggest game. I wasn't going to make this the game of the week unless I felt like it was the major game, right? This is a Thursday night game. This is a Thursday night game and one that I felt could potentially have big ramifications, I wasn't quite ready to say that Norfolk State was the number three, but let's just say that you had two of the top four squads with one of them being number one. But to me, it was one and three. That's the type of game you got to highlight. One versus three, one versus four. The number one defending champions against another team that was kind of on the rise to start the season. We're still not sure where they are. Like, that's the kind of things that I'm looking at and saying, oh, okay, let's hype this game up. And it, it lived up to it. I thought it was a good football game overall, personally. But um, this was the type of game that I don't think North Carolina Central will be in often. 
This was the type of game where your defensive players have to show up. This was the type of game in which Davius Richard had 151 total yards. That's his lowest all season. And we're taking out the game from UCLA where he just didn't he even play. I think he only played 15 minutes, right? So he didn't play much in that UCLA game. But you look at games in which he started, finished, played the whole game. This was one of his worst games. And, you know, you got to credit. The, the Morgan State defense for that. You got to give them credit for that. But at the same time, it just shows you what kind of game this was. Davius Richard, lowest passing total all season. Mookie Collier, lo- lowest rushing total all season. This is the kind of game in which the defense has to show up. And when the defense was called out and the defense needed to do their part, they did. And I understand. I sit up here all day saying that the Morgan State uh, offense isn't good. So if I sit here and say that this offense isn't good, this offense doesn't do this well and they can't score points, how much can I really credit the defense? Okay, I hear you loud and clear. But what I can credit is Jason Chambers for making two of the most important plays in this game. And I would argue. No, I wouldn't argue. Somebody would have to argue against me. That's how confident I feel in this. That Jason Chambers interception in the third quarter was the most important play of this game on either side of the ball. Because when you look at it, North Carolina Central was just starting to hit their groove. They were just starting to get into a kind of a a spot where they were able to get offense together. They did nothing in the first half. They opened up the second half, drove down, got a field goal. Now the game's tied. And now Morgan State responds, and they're driving. Morgan State is driving down the field, and what happens? Um... Anthony throws an interception to Jason Chambers. And not only does he throw an interception, Chambers returns that ball into Morgan State territory. And that was probably the most important part about it. Who knows what would have happened, right? I have no clue what possibly could have happened if he just got intercepted or he just intercepted that ball and then he, excuse me, sorry. If he intercepted that ball and then he just got tackled and then North Carolina Central had to drive 70 yards down. I don't know what would have happened. But I do know that his return drove them into Morgan State territory. In my opinion, it led to a more aggressive approach saying we're going to go ahead and get a touchdown. It led to the only touchdown of the game. That was a 10 or 14 point swing. You can't predict what Morgan State would have done, but they were in scoring position. So let's say they make a field goal. You took three points off the board and then you put up seven on the offensive side because of not only the interception, but then also the return. And that was at a time when Morgan State was it looked like they were finally about to fire back. And it looked like North Carolina Central was building up momentum. That just escalated that like exponentially. So I'm talking about like whatever the momentum was for North Carolina Central after the first field goal, because they came out of halftime looking different. They came out of halftime looking different. And whatever the momentum was, tripled that, right? So now when you go down there, you're up 10, 10 to 3. And to me, that interception led to you being up at full touchdown. The next drive, they receive it by punt. North, or excuse me, Morgan State punts the ball. North Carolina State, North Carolina A&T. What? Forgive me, I'm not cutting that because y'all going to see this mess up. But I mean, no disrespect. But North Carolina Central, I just got my head all messed up there. But basically, Morgan State punts the ball after North Carolina Central scores a touchdown. Central does nothing with it. They punt the ball back to them. Who's there to recover the fumble? He didn't force the fumble, but who's there to recover the fumble? Jason Chambers. This is the MVP of this game because you look at what he was able to do. 
with that interception, right? Because and it was a it was a skirm, it was a scrimmage, not a scrimmage, a skirmish, trying to see who got what and everything. But overall, you've seen it. They were able to get the ball. They said Chambers recovered it, and then from there, they kicked another field goal. And that field goal, to me, put it out of reach because now you're up thirteen to three. And I know, I know, thirteen to three is not a a dagger. But when you're facing Morgan State, an offense that has struggled to score all game, 10 points filled, it felt like a little bit too much to overcome. Felt like a little bit too much to overcome. And they weren't able to. You know, even though they scored a touchdown late in the game, that was only 10 points. So you knew they had to score two times on you. And then you were able to get another field goal later in the game in which you scored four out of the five times you had the ball. But two of those four times, Jason Chambers got you the ball back. This is the MVP, period. First score was a 10 to 14 point swing, or the first turnovers was a 10 to 14 point swing. The second turnover really put it out of reach where it became a two score game. Get that man his credit. Jason Chambers, MVP in a game where you typically thought Davis Richard might have been the guy to have that title. Now, as we move forward, we're going to move off of this game. We'll be back to it on Monday, but we're going to move off of this game for a moment. And we're going to look at the other games that you need to make sure that you're checking out as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs, and they are by far the most comfortable shorts and sweats that I have ever owned. And I, I say that with absolutely no hyperbole. I say that as somebody who I'm happy that it's getting a little bit cooler because I can really start wearing my sweats now. And they move, they're slim, they look, they fit well on me, but they're not tight at all. I can move around, I can do the old Shawn Michaels lean to the side, flex on them. I can do all of those things because bird dogs stretches. The shorts, obviously, I can do it, but the sweats are my, I ain't gonna lie, that's kind of my bread and butter. I love the sweats. But the shorts, they look good. They're, I get to show a little bit of thigh off, right? Anytime I'm going outside, it's an athletic event. Give me the running shoes, give me the bird dog shorts, and give me some light colored t shirt, and I'm out the house. I, I have the whole fit wrapped up for you. I told you what it is. Light color shirt, bird dog shorts, running shoes. And I'm also going to have a little angle sock, you know what I'm saying, vibe. So that's what we're rocking with the bird dogs. Go to birddog.com slash locked on. That's birddogs.com slash locked on. And you'll get a free cup with your order, free hat with your order. They give me so many nice things. I'm, I'm waiting for y'all to send me something else. I need something else to wear again. Give me another pair of sweats. It's getting cool. All right, give me another pair of sweats, but you go ahead and go to birddogs.com slash locked on and get yourself one now. Matter of fact, send me a picture of you and your bird dogs and put your upper half in the picture. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you as you make this your first listen of the day. 
every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. Now, we're going to we're, we're going to put a little pin. We're going to wait until Monday to revisit this North Carolina Central versus Morgan State game because I do have something else I want to say about it. But I wanted to also point out that, hey, there's other big-time games, specifically one in the MEAC, and it's kind of the same premise. One of the top four teams going against another one of the top four teams in the MEAC. I'm not really, I'm not really sweating uh, Delaware State. I'm not really sweating South Carolina State until they prove to me that they deserve a little bit more of our attention. Right now, they just kind of look like teams who just floating around, and I hate that for the Bulldogs, to be honest, and Buddy Pugh's last year. But you got Norfolk State versus Howard. And Howard, this is just another game for them. This is Howard just going through, not the motions, because that sounds like you're going you're gonna to look over them, but this is Howard just going through another week of action. Nothing really special to me. But Norfolk State is sitting there saying, hey, we're one of those squads. Mouth of the South, stop acting like we don't deserve to be in that four. Matter of fact, stop putting us at four and put us at three. You're over here too hesitant. Why you ain't ready to commit? And to which I would retort, y'all a little volatile. Y'all kind of go back and forth. I don't know how much I can look into and how much I can, how much stock that I'd put into Norfolk State football. I don't know. I just don't know. But you look at the wins that they have, the wins that Norfolk State has, you have Hampton. And I thought that Hampton win was a really good win because coming off of that first game, Hampton versus Grambling, and then you also had Norfolk State versus Virginia State, you can told you could not have told me that Norfolk State would have beat Hampton after losing to Virginia State and Hampton, how they looked against Grambling. Like I was on my Dennis Green. You ready to crown him? Crown like I was really ready to hype up. Hampton and I thought they've delivered since then even though they've struggled as of recently but in the weeks after this loss they did deliver so this is a quality victory you know it's not one of those things well that was fluky no this was a quality win and then you knock off Towson Towson is a team that did beat Morgan State so you have two nice wins but then you also have tough losses to Virginia State a tough loss to North Carolina A&T right Tennessee State was another tough loss, even though Tennessee State is one of the better HBCUs. This is a situation. I actually have something to say about Tennessee State after this. Um, but yeah, this is one of those games where I'm looking for Norfolk State to prove something. Now, the next thing I want to say about Tennessee State, ever so briefly, on that Eddie George thing, I know a lot of people say, hey, it's part of the HBCU culture. You're going to come see the bands. That's just part of what we do. I hear you. But it seemed like that's all that happened. And I went to an HBCU. I'm not trying to knock it. I understand the vibe. I understand the, the pageantry. The pageantry. I understand all of that. But what I'm saying is you have a good football team here. Support them. You not. There is nobody who could sit here and try to make Eddie George the bad guy to me in that situation for simply wanting fans to stay around and support the school, support the team. I get it. A lot of people show up for the band. And I said that to Eddie on the show. I, I say stuff to everybody on the show, right? But that is that is something that it ain't got to be all you do. And just because it's tradition, just because you traditionally show up for the band and not the football team, why are we acting like that can't change? Why are we acting like ask a coach asking to support the football team is a negative thing. Don't tell me George needs to understand. George is right. George is right. 
just stay in your seat longer. Like no one's asking you to not support the band, just support both. And I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand the pushback that he's getting from that. I don't get it. How in the world could you push somebody? How how in the world could you criticize somebody for for asking for support? Anyway, the last game that I wanted to look at was FAMU versus Texas Southern because I'll be there, and I want to say that as many times as possible. If you're a FAMU fan, let me know where you at. I'll come to you. Let me know what section you are, what section you're in. I come out there. You Texas Southern fan? I seen y'all last time. Pop out. Let me let me know where you're at. I come to y'all, bro. I'm on your side anyway. I'm on the TSU side, and as far as the media goes, that's where the press box is. Um, but for those who aren't going to be there, who will not see me, I'm thinking about trying to do a live show. I got to figure out how to do it, but I'm thinking about trying to do that. So we'll see how that turns out. But as of right now, this is a game where I want to see that Texas Southern offense up close and personal. See how good Ladarius Owens is. See how much they lean on the running game. Um, Jake Williams was just labeled a first round or a fourth team, excuse me, all American. So there's a lot of things I want to see. And I get to see Isaiah major in person. That's probably the thing I'm most excited for. I, I, I'm not going to say a lot of y'all. I'm a big fan of Isaiah major. I'm a big fan of Isaiah major. So the fact that I get to see him in person, play game, play ball, that's what I'm excited for. So you'll hear a little bit more about that. If I'm able to do a live show, I won't know until the last minute. I'll try to tweet it out. But um, I'm aiming for a six o'clock central start. If we do it, I'm aiming for a six o'clock central start. I just got to find a place to do it, find the Wi-Fi, find all of the things that go into it. But I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day, rocking with me. Hopefully we rocking together on Saturday for those who are at home. Hopefully we doing that. But in the meantime, in between time, until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed. Peace.